Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Put Cover 5 on your phone. Go to your app store and download the Cover 5 app. And once you've done that and put in and signed up, you want to join the Travis and Sliwa group. The way that you do that, it's TS22, Travis Sliwa 22, TS22. And when you play the game, if you win the week, you get 100 bucks. You don't have to put anything in. You just have to pick five games and do better than the spread, right? So if the spread is seven and your team that you pick wins by 10, you get three points, okay? And you pick five of those games, the person with the most points wins. $100 a week. If you win the whole season, you get a Trav and Sliwa experience. We're still trying to figure exactly what that may be, but we can come up with some things. We got we got some time. We got, uh, what is it, 20-some-odd weeks before we get to the end of the season. So we got to do But you got to put the Cover 5 app on your phone. Use that code TS22 to join our show league. You can start having fun all season long. You can play all season long at Cover5.com as well. And, Emily, you said we've already quadrupled our enrollment today? Yeah, it's looking really good. 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 So keep, if you haven't done it, go do it right now. I'm in there. Emily's in there. Al's in there. Um, Andy's, have you signed up yet, Andy? I'm going to. All right. Andy's going to sign up as well. And, and we got you covered. So Emily, how long ago did I have my Marcus Morris dream? Month? Two? I want to say it's about a month. Yeah. Okay. So I don't typically remember my dreams all that well, but I had a very upsetting dream um, that I was here, right? Getting ready to do my show. Only it wasn't here. It was kind of at home. I was in my, my remote location, shall we say, mm-hmm. but I was doing the Trav and Slee show and Slee just bailed right before the show. He just bounced. He just disappeared. And I'm like, well, wh- what do you mean he's gone? And it was very upsetting that I was all of a sudden just told you're going to do this by yourself moving forward. But your new co-host is Marcus Morris. <laughs> Andy, I've never met Marcus Morris. I've never spoken to Marcus Morris. I, quite frankly, other than an occasional Sports Center highlight or flipping channels and seeing a clip, I've never really given Marcus Morris much thought. No disrespect, the Morris brothers are not part of my normal routine when it happens. But I had a dream where Marcus Morris, who I've never met, was my new co-host because I think Greg was a part of it too, Emily. Right? Yeah. That, that he, Greg and Sliwa abandoned me yeah. right before the show. I'm not going to lie. You could do worse. <laughs> he's a very could he pull it off? He's an opinionated guy. Okay. Um, he can get emotional. If any callers have something to say, he'll talk right back at them. He's not one to back down from anything in a debate. Okay. I think, frankly, you ought to be looking to replace Sliwa with Marcus Morris. <laughs> well, I tweeted at Marcus and said, He's hey. local. I, I, I did tweet at him and say, um, this is going to sound weird, but no response. Yeah. Can't imagine why some random radio guys... Hey Marcus, I've been dreaming about you. That's probably no, I mean, a weird, the cli- the, probably a weird tweet. The Clippers to get. probably told him not to respond to this station. <laughs> could be. You never know. So it, it could be one of those things. All right. Um, there was a proposed Laker trade that you were telling me about this morning. That apparently, that even the Lakers are like, no, 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 that's too much. Take me through the trade because, and, and the Lakers saying no to it because it's the first time I've heard. A Laker response to something that gives me some hope that there may be a plan. Yeah, I'm reading a rundown from Hoops Hype uh, from Michael Scotto, really good NBA reporter, and he's talking with Jovan Buha, the Lakers beat writer for the Athletic, also does a really good job about the about different back and forths, uh, things that have happened in the off season with the Lakers involving them, Patrick Beverly trade, all that sort of stuff. But there's obviously the rumored Russell Westbrook and picks for Buddy Heald, Miles Turner incarnation that we've heard a lot about all in the offseason. And according to, I'm looking to see if it was Skoto or Buha, it's from Michael Skoto, that the Pacers, in some of the talks that the Lakers in Indiana have had, they have wanted, this is obviously now null and void because mm-hmm. Taylor Horton Tucker's in Utah, but they wanted Taylor Horton Tucker in addition to the first-round picks. And, and Westbrook, obviously, who would go there and likely get bought out. Mm-hmm. And they also, on top of that, wanted the Lakers to take Daniel Tice. Um, he's like a sub-level 
center. I didn't even realize he was on the Pacers. Uh-huh. Um, but they wanted him to take Daniel Tice, on, the Lakers to take Daniel Tice, on top of giving up Talon Horton Tucker, which basically means the Lakers will be including all of their assets in this one deal and then taking on Daniel Tice, who would, counting AD, become their fifth center. That's too many. Yes. <laughs> it's five, too many. five centers is too many. Yeah, because Miles Turner would be the sure. center coming back. So sure. you would have Miles Turner, Thomas Bryant, Damian Jones, Daniel Tice, and Anthony Davis, who's yes. going to play a lot of center. Yes. Rob Palinka said no. Rob Palinka did the right thing. It's the first proposed trade that you've heard that made you go, okay, there, at least apparently there's a line, right? Apparently there's a line that they're, that they're not willing to go beyond in an effort to fix their short-term situation. That I don't think there's no breaking news here. They would like to not be in the Russell Westbrook business anymore. It makes makes perfect sense. I believe that they know that they have a limited window with LeBron James as far as him being a, a significantly impactful player. Not, again, not breaking news. But this this at least, and this is an extreme example because you're moving out an asset in THT at the time was still a member of the team. Your two picks, which are the two picks that you have full control over for the foreseeable future. Until 2030. Yeah, that's a ways away. Um, that they said no. That 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 will make it worse for us in both the short term and the long term, and it's the first time that I've heard something that makes me. Good. I'm glad that at least the line exists somewhere to where they're not willing to sacrifice whatever's coming next for right now. Because my greatest fear with this group right now is I don't think there's a move that exists. It, it, a, a reasonable move that exists where the team they have now is all of a sudden, you know, you know what, after they did X, this is a team that could win an NBA championship. There's a really narrow path to them being something approaching a decent team, a competitive team. It's narrow, but it exists. I don't think that there's a path to a championship team that's coming up right now. Let's not sell off the remaining few things we have in an effort to take our chances from, 0.5% to 1%. Let, let, let's not do that. It's the first thing I've heard them do that's at least a, a global approach to managing their roster. You can't cosplay contention. And as much as I get why they want to move Russell Westbrook, I never thought it was a good idea to bring in Russell Westbrook to begin with. You can't... You can't and this isn't about, by the way, valuing the picks as... 2027 2029 players this is about assets yes this is about different avenues to try to make the team as good as possible as realistically close to contention as possible even like dark horse contender where a couple other teams have some injuries maybe a few things break right you get yourself in that mix if you think that buddy healed and miles turner puts you in that mix and okay make that deal but you still have to manage your assets correctly because the Lakers have so few, in mm-hmm. part because of what they gave up to bring in Russell Westbrook, then not retaining Alex Caruso, the first-round pick they included to get Russell Westbrook, the first-round pick that they included to get Dennis Schroeder, then Dennis Schroeder ends up walking out the door for nothing. They are low on assets. They have to make sure they use them correctly and theoretically the Lakers are better with Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, and Patrick Beverly, mm-hmm. who they got for Taylor Horton Tucker, mm-hmm. than Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, and Daniel Tice. They're considerably better. That stuff matters. Like, for whatever you want to do with the season, you need to make sure you're doing it smartly as opposed to signaling to fans that you're all in. That that's Because the, that, Andy, that that's fades, so, man. It's so spot on. It, because... What, and I genuinely want to hear from Laker fans on this. 877-710-3776. It's 877-710-ESPN. Do you, are you at all interested in what Andy just described? This cosplay, hey, we're, we're moving stuff around so we can say, hey, we're trying to find a solution to this problem knowing that the solution really isn't out there. That you could say, hey, we got Patrick Beverly. Okay, but you just, you just gave away the guy that you the one guy you decided to keep. You just flipped it in a year and he's gone. Okay, 
you don't have picks until 2027, 2029. That you fully control. That you fully control. Would you rather them just say, listen, we, we, we've put ourselves in this pickle. Now we got to start digging our way out, and we need to be pretty strategic about how we do this moving forward. Or do you like the the the, the role playing game that well, though we got Patrick Beverly and we're going to move Russell Westbrook for Heald and Turner? Are they marginally better? Yes. Are they significantly better? Are they, I think. Well, I think they could be significantly better. But last year's team was really poorly constructed. But significantly better is still middle of the pack in the West. I think it's not a championship caliber team. And the Lakers, the Lakers, the Celtics, I think the Warriors have gotten to this point now too. You either win the championship or you didn't get what you're going sure. for. And you could go from 10th place to 5th, okay? But now the 5th is going to be 10th, 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 10th moving forward instead of starting to climb your way through the ranks. Well, I mean, but... Okay, this raises a really interesting question, though, about what you do a couple years from now with, like, LeBron and AD or whether you should have been looking to extend this relationship with LeBron at all. Yeah. Because if you feel like the Lakers are really not in a position to put pieces around LeBron and AD or you're really not fully confident that LeBron, for very understandable reasons, he's turning 38, he's going into his 20th season <laughs> – that at some point, everybody's body stops cooperating the way you need it to. Like, then you he's start, missed twenty or more games three years in a row. Right, then it's not you, nothing. Right. Then you start raising the question of whether or not this was a smart approach to begin with. Like, it's going to be painful at some point when you begin the pain. I think if you, I think if you feel, and I, and I don't think that this is crazy that. Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, with the roster that they have now, puts them in a position where they can be like a solid five in the West, where, okay. again, if a couple things break their way, you know, a couple players like a Kendrick Nunn or a Lonnie Walker outperform your expectations, okay. all of a sudden they become, if nothing else, a sneaky, dangerous team in the playoffs you wouldn't want to play. Okay, I can see where that would be considered worth it. Because the reality is, as much as championship ethos may be your goal, only one team wins every. I get year. it. I get it. What you but, don't, but by getting closer, but nowhere close, you're you're delaying the inevitable. Well, you're delaying the inevitable. You, we have to we have to start this thing from scratch. Right, but well, but you're probably going to have to start it from scratch, regardless, right? Or pretty close to scratch anyway. I think what really matters more is just the remaining assets. Are you using them smart? Are you using them in a way that at least feels like a definable, reachable goal as opposed to just putting it out there for performance? Like, you know, the idea, we owe it to LeBron to go all-in. You did your all-in move last year for Russ. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. That was actually your all-in move. And you're potentially pushing the next great Laker team further down the road. The awesome. Lakers will be good again. They they, they, they will. Sure. The, the, the thing that brings me comfort in all of this, because I don't think this team is within 100 miles of winning a championship, regardless of Turner and Heald moves aside, they're, they're not. They're not one of the four or five or six best teams in the league, even with that move. I, I just don't see it. I do believe that the Lakers have a special place in the NBA. They're always going to be a potential destination for whatever big-name free agent is coming up. They're always going to be a destination for somebody that wants out of their current situation that wants to come here. They have a built-in advantage in that. You don't have to get the first pick in the draft the year that LeBron is coming out to juice your program. They don't have to do it like the way the other teams do. They will be good again at some point, but your but you're genuinely pushing that further and further down the road with these half measures. And and that's the part I don't understand. Well, if you look, if you want to be more competitive over the next couple of years, they're going to have to do something just to be more competitive. Forget the idea of whether or not you can win a championship. The idea of just are we wasting our time the next couple of seasons? Because you don't want to be the worst of all worlds, which is not winning a championship, but also too good to really have something constructive come from being bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think if you start putting yourself in a position where you can comfortably be a five and four seed, maybe looking for a couple breaks, I can at least understand what you're looking to do. Where this really becomes interesting again is a couple years from now, let's say Bronny's going to be in college a little longer than you expect. And LeBron isn't quite at a place yet where he's either A, willing to retire, or B, planning his next location based on Brawny. 
Oh boy! I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I understand AD exactly. Is 31 what you're years old. The, if that's any, where you get into a really interesting place of rebuilding in the pain. I, I, I need I need people to understand what I'm about to say. There are two separate tracks here. I completely understand and respect that LeBron wants to play with his son. I I get it. Any team that tries to position themselves to make that happen, they're crazy. They are out of their mind that if that is a part of your strategy moving forward, that is a terrible, terrible plan. That you're talking about a guy 40 years old at this point, in year 22, to, to, and, and, a, and, a, and a, a son who may or may not be NBA caliber, who may or may not be draft-worthy. Time will tell on that. That is an insane well, proposition. I don't, even, I, don't, I don't even mean it necessarily with Bronny and LeBron playing together. I just mean the idea of, okay, LeBron is not ready yet to connect his next team with Bronny. He's still just playing Lakers basketball or wherever else he's going to be, but he's 40. Yeah. Like, and AD may still want to be playing with LeBron, but who knows what AD is going to look like in a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is the really interesting place of, because yeah. if you clear your decks entirely, Lakers could theoretically just bring in two stars, mm-hmm. build around them, and really reboot this thing quickly. All right, we're getting some suggestions on what the Trav and Slee experience could be. I'll read you some of those along the way. And I have a new nickname, or actually Berg, which I'm stealing, has a new nickname for Dave Roberts. Dude Perfect Dave Roberts. Why does that fit? It's coming up next. It's Trav and Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. I just read a tweet, Andy, that is really hard to believe when you just look at the, the cold, hard numbers of it all. Okay, this is from the L.A. Times. The Angels have shelled out more than a billion dollars to free agents over the last 12 years, including Anthony Rendon, $245 million, Albert Pujols, $240 million, Josh Hamilton, $125 million, and nearly $500 million given to Mike Trout. That billion dollars in the last 12 years handed out to free agency or free agents has resulted in zero playoff wins not world championships not series one not appearances in the zero playoff wins they haven't won one name those folks again rendon 245 pujols 240 hamilton 125 and trout nearly 500 old school folks remember vernon wells Vernon Wells, C.J. Wilson, they're they're um, they they got it. Zach Cozart from the Reds. Oh, oh he's my a, God, I forgot they, about that. There's a million of these guys, and, and they're not making two forty, but they make a lot of money. Zero. Look, the A's have won. The Kansas City Royals have won a World Series in this period of time. The Kansas City Royals, okay, they, they, you, they're the ultimate small market team. They're not handing out billion dollar free agent deals. I mean, zero. Here's the thing. Sometimes bad luck can happen. And I'm not going to say that every single one of these decisions was a terrible idea. Like, I don't remember too many people getting that critical about Rendon, for example. But not not the way they were critical about the pool holes and Hamilton deals. I mean, I'll tell you, both of those were colossally stupid. As somebody who grew up, you know, a Cardinal fan still wants them to succeed. I remember being like, my God. God, they dodged a bullet. Oh, for sure. Because like, they gave Pujols a legit 
overpay offer in their own right. They gave him a, you're Albert Pujols and we're St. Louis. We'd like you to be a lifer. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but the truth is, Cardinals can, I know it's St. Louis, but the Cardinals can actually get free agents. Like, they're they're actually a mid-market team. They're well run. Yeah. It's a, if you're in a major league baseball player and you're looking to win and get paid, it's a good it's a know, good spot. It's a baseball city. You yeah. know the fans are always going to be there. Like, but Pujols, that was in. It was insane what the Cardinals were going to pay him, much less what the Angels countered with. I I, I remember just a lot of Cardinal fans I know were like, "Sucks to see Pujols go." I'm kind of glad it worked out this way. Hey, look, there there are those moments where it's. I get what you, I don't love it, but I get it. And that, that's one of those. I'll moments. put it this way. You know, I still through Facebook and whatnot, you know, I, I have people that I keep up with from St. Louis and a lot of them keep up with the Cardinals more than I do. I don't remember a single one of them being mad. No, it wasn't like, because he didn't go do anything. Had right. he gone one, three MVPs. No, I mean in the mo- I'm talking oh, about no. in the moment for, for they sure. weren't mad because no, the number was insane. It was yeah. one of those. Oh, no, I can't do that. Right. Yeah. No, no, I can't do that. I, I can, I can give you a really good deal. I can't do that. Again, they offer, it's, it's like the Lakers with Dennis Schroeder. They tried really hard to overpay the hell out of that guy. Mm-hmm. At some point, it's like, look, if you're not going to take, what was it? Like our $84 million. Yeah the hell are we going to do? I mean, like- it, it's it's crazy. So last night, Aaron Judge had another home run. The Yankees are, are in town playing the, the Angels. Aaron Judge hit 50, his 51st home run. Place went bananas. It was packed with Yankee fans, which Yankee fans are – if you watch a Dodger game, no matter where they are, there's a million. There's a million Dodger yeah. fans in New York last night. So this isn't really a criticism of the Angels not having fans. It's just Yankee fans take over. I get it. If I'm Shohei Otani and I see the response that Aaron Judge is getting – and on the road, by the way, this didn't, this, this happened here in Anaheim. This wasn't in New York City. Or if I go and I'm looking around and I'm seeing what fans look like and I'm seeing what a winning ball team looks like and I'm looking, how, how does he not the second they have the last game of the season? Who, and I, I could look it up in a second. Whoever they play, it's, say it's the A's. Strike three, game over, season over. Does he not walk and say, guys, you need to get me the hell out of here. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with this. I want to be on a real – I want to do what Aaron Ju- – what I saw the other night with Aaron Judge, I need to be a part of something like that. Yeah, I mean, like Mike Trout, I feel like – Is it the A's? It is the That's A's. hilarious. It's perfect. Yeah. I feel like Mike Trout at this point is too far gone. Like he's institutionalized. He's like those guys who are in prison. He's been broken. Yeah, they're the guys that are in prison for like 30 years. They can't it's live on the outside They get out and they immediately try to get themselves sent back inside because they can't function in normal society. I feel like Mike Trout doesn't even realize he should get out. Yeah. Shohei Otani, though, I feel like has not been there long enough to forget how to function in the rest of baseball society. No, he he's, he hasn't been broken yet. No. It, he hasn't been indoctrinated or brainwashed or whatever it is. No, like, you know, there's there's no, like, Shohei was here carved into. <laughs> so was Trout. Yeah, yeah right? Exactly. <laughs> Trout, again, Trout is... Trout is Brooks in this right. analogy. <laughs> Trout is Brooks. You, you, Shohei is red. <laughs> yes. You feel like Shohei is going to meet somebody in what would be the equivalent of Mexico, which is a different team. <laughs> Andrew Heaney sending missives from the Dodger Club. I was like, <laughs> I'm telling you, you won't believe how great this place is. It's something you got to check out. Um, it's crazy. All right. Let's take a quick phone call here. Let's go to Los Angeles and Matt who wants to talk about that Laker deal that reportedly they were not interested in. Matt, you're on with Andy and Trav. What's up? Yeah, I mean, this was just a terrible call. I mean, first off, you guys are saying, you know, uh, we're pot committed with LeBron. I think we we got to go back further. We were pot committed with Anthony Davis. We gave away all our assets for a guy who was who could have walked to us the next year. So we're in. We're pot committed. We got to double down, guys. And the best chance that we can have to win is, you know, in the bubble. I mean, we need to recreate. Matt, I, I, I'm, I'm going to let um, you finish your thought, but I just want to jump. Why do you have to double down? This that that's the part I don't get. I understand making a big bet and missing. I get that, but when you say we have to double down, why? I just think we've already given up so much. It's our best shot to to get something productive. And I mean, we're talking about a twenty uh, twenty seven and a twenty twenty nine. I mean, in, in Laker Town, I don't know. I'm just thinking that. Right, look, but, but you, get, Warner, you can't think about it though, Matt. As twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty nine, in terms of the players, you have to think about them in terms of avenues to get better. And you only can trade those assets once. 
And it'd be one thing if the Lakers had, were like the Thunder and had a bunch of picks lying around. It's like, all right, you know what? This deal that we're talking about where the Lakers would be sending two picks plus giving up THT plus taking back Daniel Tice, yeah, we're getting kind of hosed on this thing, but we've got enough assets lying around. And we're close. Right. We're, we're, we're close to right. getting what we want. You're, they're not close. These assets don't put you back in the mix, and it just delays the inevitable even further. That's the part I don't understand when you say, and, and, and you can finish your thought here, Matt, but when you say you have to have to, to go from 11th place to 7th? Well, but, but all right, we were not, we're not that far off from that bubble team, especially if we – because Anthony Davis doesn't like to play the center. So if that guy legitimately is your four and you got Miles Turner just coming in, I mean, a lot of things have to break right. Kendrick Nunn's got to do great. As you guys were saying, LeBron's going to have to have a monster year. But we haven't had a Buddy Heald next to him. And keep in mind, and I don't know how you would restructure LeBron's contract, but now maybe maybe this isn't for this year. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, One second. What about Kyrie walking to us next year? Kyrie would have to take him. You have to understand this. If Buddy Heald is on the team, Matt, they won't have the salary space to do this unless Kyrie takes a massive discount. So this is the shot. Yeah. This is it. There's no – likely there's no Kyrie coming in. I, I, I want to make this clear. Too. Thank, thanks for the call, Matt. appreciate it. Um, the swing they took with Anthony Davis, thumbs up for me. Right, I get it. It makes sense. You got Anthony. You have LeBron James. You're missing that second guy. He's the best second guy. He wants to be here. They they fit really well together. I get it. And they won a championship. I get it. And it's super expensive. Let's do it. Even if they didn't, I get it. They did, so it makes it a lot easier to, to swallow. The Russell Westbrook thing from the day it was announced. I'm, I hated it. I thought it was a terrible idea, but I understood what they were going for. It, 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 it was the wrong guy because Russell Westbrook doesn't fit anywhere, and he really didn't fit here. But I get it. This idea of we're going to have three really dynamic, all-star, MVP-level players, and we're going to turn them loose. I get it. Where they are now and, and putzing around on the edges to get marginally better, it doesn't make any sense to me. That's the point where you have to. To get what? If there was a trade that existed, put it, Kyrie Irving. That's a little bit different. The idea, if you would have been, here's Russell Westbrook, here's a couple of picks, we'll take on Kyrie, who's a certifiable nutcase, And but you know what? It's worked. Let's. I get it, because it gives you, a, a you can squint and see a championship. There's no squint and see a championship with this group. So why am I spending what little I have to go from bad to slightly less bad? Well, I, I guess the counter-argument would be how many better offers do you think you're going to get so wait. with those picks? Why spend what little things? So wait, just let if the he, thing run its course and let Russell Westbrook just leave. Uh, well, here's the thing. I agree with I agree with you that they should not be looking to move Russell Westbrook for the sake of moving him if you think it's a sideways deal. Like whether whether you think Buddy Heald and Miles Turner gets them into true contention or not. That's not a sideways deal. Buddy Buddy Heald and Miles Turner combined with Patrick Beverly makes them a considerably better team, at least on paper, than they were last year. So that's not a sideways move. So assuming you think that's good enough, okay. They should not be just moving Westbrook for the sake of moving him, particularly if that means attaching assets. You are better off at that point if it comes to this sending Russ home and keeping the assets. They're, they're separate questions. It's really just, do you think Buddy Heald and Miles Turner make them better enough that it's worth going into the season with them? It's an, the, the key part to me, Andy, is enough. Does it make them better? Yes. Does it make them better enough to do it? That's the part that I don't, Travis doesn't think so. Sure. It, it makes you better. Yeah, there's no question that's a better team than what they have right now. But is it better than the Warriors? Is it better than the Suns? No, but, is it better than the Nuggets? Okay. Is it better than Dallas? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think it is. Is it better than the Clippers? No. So You're still in the second half of, of teams. The problem is, I mean, problem is, though, with with LeBron also on the books for next year, even with getting Russ off their books, they're going to gain some cap space, but it's not like max cap space. They're going to be they're going to be able to improve, but I think not financially in ways that some people are picturing. It's you just start wondering, like, okay, is this your best opportunity to use those assets at all? What do Dave Roberts and the guys from Dude Perfect have in common? That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just coming on in, getting ready for his show a little bit later on. You you just decided to grace us with your presence today, My Michael. Show. When did I get a show? Well, your your normal Tuesday or what's today? Wednesday? Aren't you usually on on Tuesdays? Yeah. Wednesdays, Wednesdays. Is when it I Wednesdays come in for the regular day? Boys. Just to get out of the house, get away from the wife, so she she's sick of seeing me. Can't wait for the season to start. <laughs> so can <laughs> I? I miss enough. it. So can I? Man. I miss it. By the way, Travis, I got something for you. How often do you play golf? Uh, my golf on average, I play two or three times a month. Okay, so so once a week pro- or somewhere on there, maybe yeah, I, I would. If I'm playing once a week, that's a right, lot, but I'll well, take it. Why? Right, what do you, well, what hey, do you have in mind? You can use these then. Here, catch. Fifty-two golf balls there for you, Travis. Brand new, right out of the box Woo! from Callaway. The latest ball. I don't know what your what your ball brand is. Well, it's Callaway now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but one for every week, every day, every uh, day, every week of Did the year. Did you rob a Dick's or no, something? No, I got like uh, one of my Cal- my Callaway buddy connection, Eric okay. Ford. Who I give tickets to, and we meet. We, we just get we, we go back and forth. Anyway, he bought me like a big, huge box of this, brand new. This balls. is incredibly generous. I got like five hundred of those at home, so I figure I gave some to Ireland <laughs> well, last. We're gonna launch them into the generous. ocean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I, I haven't played golf like I used to, so I gave Ireland oh, fifty-two last week. When you when you go through those in about two months, <laughs> yeah. losing all your balls, then I'll, I'll got some more for you. <laughs> this is incredibly. Golf balls are not cheap. They're not. No, like a like a three pack. What would like so a, if you a, buy a box, right? A dozen come in a box. Yeah. Golf balls like this, mm-hmm. these are forty-five bucks a box. Really? Wow. Yeah. So you just handed me a few hundred bucks. Hmm, you gave me an idea. <laughs> To set up outside my garage, golf balls for sale. Here's what you do: you pull your car into the local Muni, wherever you are. I, I yeah. know pull into San Clemente Muni. Yeah. Okay. Just pop open your trunk. Right. Put a beach chair right there, yeah. and just people will walk by and they'll look in there and say, "Hey, you know, so buck a buck a ball. You buck make a ball. A could, I could get a, you, get, you could get three bucks a ball. I for can these. make five hundred bucks. There you go. Thinking of five hundred. What are the Yankees waiting for? Why don't they just offer uh, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge five hundred for five years. No, five hundred. Yeah, no, it's not five hundred. Not gonna pay him a hundred million a year. No, five hundred for ten years and okay. get it over with. Because he might get more if he waits. What? <laughs> no, it's possible. He's I what thirty one or two now. He's yeah, that sounds right. Maybe twenty nine. Um, but look, they're gonna have to pay him. He's got right. him over a barrel right now. But he wants fifty million a year, right? Yeah. Well, maybe he's he, thirty. He, he's 30. thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, so ten for five hundred. Wouldn't I, that get it done? I'd say yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the the numbers yeah. never go down. Right. You only get one crack at this. If Mike Trout's getting nearly forty a year, right? Marin yeah, judges forty is now the new uh, yeah. milestone guys want to reach. Yeah, right. Because some quarterbacks in the NFL and NBA players have been past forty for years now. So I think baseball players want to be the first forty million. But he might. He's probably thinking I want to be the first fifty million dollar guy. So year. I want to talk to you about Trace for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. He is playing at such a high level right now, and mm-hmm. maybe he said something to you. What? Because Trace is Trace has been with the Dodgers before. Yeah, but he's been with he's been with Oakland. He's been with uh, Chicago, White San Bucks, Diego, Padres for a couple of yep. a couple of weeks. Who else has he been with? Um, um, yeah, Chicago, Padres. San Diego, Oakland. He's been in the Tigers. At, uh, Tigers, but okay. he wasn't up in Arizona. He was with Arizona for the lockout season. He wasn't on the active roster, but he was in the facility and working out and on the payroll, what, even though he didn't play. What are the Dodgers doing where it seems like, whether it's Trace or any of that when they were with are with the Dodgers, they perform at their very best level. They, they get mm-hmm. the most out of their guys where other organizations do not. Well, I guess they're the baseball's version of the Warriors without the championships. 
Because obviously the Warriors have won four. The Dodgers have won one under Dave Roberts, but uh, they seem to develop. Is there something specific, though? Is it coaching? Is it strength technique? Is it health? Is it, because it's not just one or two guys. Well, it's, it's almost all of them. It's a combination of the coaching from the coaching staff. Got to give Dave Roberts and his staff credit. And it's the culture. They bring guys in there who are true professionals, who are adults, who understand how to play the game. And when you get a bunch of those guys around, whether it's in basketball or football or in baseball, Hockey, I guess, uh, that's the screen, too. You guys are white. You guys know more about hockey than me. I shouldn't say <laughs> Actually, that. Actually, Michael, I know less. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but when you, when you get that kind of – when you put together the combination of guys who are professional – in a good culture, you're gonna be you're gonna have a, a winning winning situation. I I, I get it. Like I, I get it. it makes intellectual sense. But here, here's what's going on. This will kind of put us together with our dude perfect thing. Last night the Dodgers are playing the team that's closest to them. Yeah, still a pretty significant gap. But they, the Mets are the second best team in the National League. Full house in New York. Kind of a playoff crackle in the air, if yeah. you will. And the Mets were competing at their. The Dodgers are rolling out guys. That just Heath Hembry was the winning pitcher. Yeah. Jake Reed was the closer yesterday. Right. Never had a, a save before. He got his first one. Heath Hembry, I didn't even know he was on the roster until he came out of the bullpen yesterday. They're like pulling off trick shots yeah. at this point. They're just saying, watch this. We're going to pitch Jake Reed. And it's all of these guys. Max Muncy was almost out of baseball. We'll take him. Justin Turner, Chris Taylor, yep. Andrew Heaney pitched for the Dodgers last night. The Angels let him go. And the Yankees let him go. And he comes to the Dodgers. And he's thriving. If it were just one guy who put me in a position to be surrounded by competent coaches and a competent organization, I get it. It's There are very few exceptions the other way. They don't miss. I just think they really pay attention to details over there. I, I think they are a detail-driven organization. They, they drill down on exactly what they want organizationally from the stars to the utility players to starting pitchers, middle relievers, closers – they, they know what they want, and then they really are good at finding it. And like we talked about before, I, th- I think they value value. Like, you know, like in the most literal sense, they understand the value of blank. And, and I think they're just really expansive in the way they think about it. What I'm worried about is talking to Bergman last week, he said they're going to carry just five outfielders. I think he's right. So who are the five? That's a great question. So Mookie and and Gee, you think Mookie will be on the team? Mookie, I feel like is a pretty good bet to be <laughs> some on some deep analysis he, he, right there. Yeah, right. Here's, Here's go, the Grant. other thing. Yeah, he had to mention Mookie. He's supposed to mention four no, other guys. It's no. not Mookie. There, there's you two. Know, I think LeBron's going to make the Lakers too. <laughs> there are two guys that are deadlock cinches. So you're really talking about three three spots. Mm-hmm. Mookie and Bellinger are one thousand percent going to be on this team. A thousand percent. No playoff roster. Playoff roster. Short barring injury, they're on it. They're going to be in the lineup every day. So you're talking about left field. Taylor, Trace, Gallo, right, are right. your three guys there. Conceivable, Lux is going to be on the roster, yeah. so but he's going to be your DH. He can play some second base. Okay. So, But you're talking about Lux, Trace, and Gallo. Well, that's five, not right? Luck. Well, that's five. That's five. Well, that's but, good. Then we're set. Oh, am I missing somebody? Who well, am I overlooking? Because Lux can play in the outfield. Lux but, can play in the outfield. But he can you, play second. You can play second. Oh, we forgot. Did you mention Chris Taylor? Yes. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Right. No, we didn't. Yeah, no, it's Taylor, Trace, and, and, and Gallo. Gallo, okay, right? yeah, right. Trace and Taylor are far better defensive outfielders yeah. than Gallo right. is. Gallo has not looked good out there. Gallo's got the most pop out of the group, mm-hmm. okay? But Trace is hitting, though. No, well, Trace got more pop than he, him. Uh, I don't know about that. Ooh, you see that one when he hit the other day? No, no. I, you see the one he missed last night? He just, oh, my missed, just down the line. I came off the bat like no, 160 Trace miles is, an hour. Trace is on fire right yeah. now. The advantage Gallo has more than anything else, he's left-handed. Yeah, but you got uh, you got Muncy's lefty. You got you, you uh, have left-handed Belly, bats. who's lefty. You Belly's got Lux, left, who's lefty. Lux is lefty. You, have, you got Freeman, who's a lefty. How do. many lefties do you need? Well, if you got a right-handed pitcher and you want to go heavy left, you need one more, right? That if you're going to want a left-right matchup, yeah, this thing. I heard that, but then Trace is hitting righties at uh, righties is. at like 400. No, no question. So what's the point? I, look, I want it. Why to be are you trace. benching Trace? No, no, no not Travis. Making a good I, argument, <laughs> no, but but you you mentioned five outfielders, so that's it. That's the five, right? If Lux is going to be, let me ask you this. What are the infielders that you think they're going to be carrying? Because Taylor you and got Lux. Your, you got your four regular guys, right? And so that means that you've got Lux left. Because if Muncie's playing second base, let's, let's say Muncie's playing second base, right? Freeman, Muncie, Turner, Turner. Those are your four starting infielders. Muncie's going to be – Hanser Alberto's going to be on the team. So he, he's got a spot. And now you're getting into, you know, who's – 
Taylor kind of cuts both ways because he's your next Well, that's infielder. what I'm thinking. Like, where, where are you picturing the squeeze for a guy like Taylor and to a lesser degree Lux who could be thought of as infielders the, or outfielders? The squeeze is, is if you decide that I'm not going to carry an extra outfielder or not a fifth outfielder or not the fifth infielder or sixth infielder in this case, I'm going to carry an extra pitcher. The, the, the spot isn't coming from we're going to replace one outfielder with another outfielder. We're going to place an outfielder with a pitcher. Mm. That's the squeeze. Do they need to do that? In the playoffs get weird, man. Playoffs get weird. Like guys like Bickford, he's not. I'd be stunned if he's on the roster. You've got like a Pepio. Those guys, they're, they're not going to be on the roster because Kershaw's coming back. He's going to get a spot. Trinan's going to have a spot. So you're you're already having to push guys. Let out. me ask you this though, and I, I think we talked about this earlier in the week. If Kimbrel is no longer the closer. Is he still on the playoff no. roster? No, he's either the closer or he's not well, on. There's it. a spot. Well, and it could change from the division series sure. to the CS. But just in terms of guys who would take up one slot, because I agree with you. I feel like if Kimbrell is not the closer, he ain't active. And when they make the playoff roster, they set it before the playoffs, and that's it? You can't change it like series to series? You can change it series to series. Okay. You can well, change it. Good. And if there's an injury, you can add a guy on, but you can't add the, the injured player back on. Yeah. There's all those weird things. Trey's gonna make it. Oh, he's, he's just he's on. I mean, you must be so fire. excited, Michael. He's been great. Yeah, yeah, man. I tell you, this has been a dream come true. And 16, when he was here before he hurt his back, he really felt like he had a home. He feels like he has a home now. He always loved playing for Dave Roberts. Always respected him. Looked up to him. Austin Barnes is his best friend of the team. He really? loved being around him. Uh, yeah, they went to the uh, U.S. Open to get together today. Oh, nice. Uh, he he, he uh, tweeted, not text me, texted me a picture, a video from him sitting at the U.S. Open at the uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. I said, I hate you. Is he a <laughs> tennis freak like you? No, nobody's a tennis freak like me, but he likes he likes tennis. He follows it, but uh, nobody's a tennis freak addict like me. No All right, I, well, I'm going to hit you with a uh, tennis By the way, Serena is play, Serena's playing tonight. I hope she wins, but I, I don't I, think she I will. have a Serena note for you. I'll hit okay. you with it at the break. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So John Gruden yesterday, uh, Andy, went and spoke with the uh, Arkansas Quarterback Club or whatever, one of those booster groups. Um, he's apologized for what he said. Quote, I'm ashamed about what has come about in these emails, and I make no excuses for it. It's shameful, but I'm a good person. I believe that. I go to church. I've been married for 31 years. I've got three great boys. I still love football. I've made some mistakes, but I don't think anybody in here hasn't. I ask for forgiveness, and hopefully I get another shot. John Gruden, I, I don't think there's any question that if he wanted a college football job, he could get one in probably in pretty short order. Does he ever get his way back to the NFL? I seriously doubt it. Why not? Because, first of all, the, the last contract and the last amount of responsibilities, if that becomes in any way the starting point, nobody's going to give him even close to what he had with the Raiders. Well, Assume he'll take a, a discount. A yeah, a coordinator's job. I don't know if he'll take I don't a think he'd take oh, I think he would, just to work his way back. And besides, I think he should be allowed back in. If a man apologizes, re- recognizes his wrongs, you guys, people are too unforgiving these days in this cancel, this cancel culture we live in now. Okay, he made a mistake. I don't know what's in his heart, but if he says that uh, racism isn't in his heart and nobody can show he's been around a lot of black people who, who spoke up for him and says he's not that kind of a guy, and I don't. Others I don't want to. Said he is that kind of guy. Who said? Who said that? I know. I do, I'm not going to give up. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, I have heard that others believe he is. Well, exactly some guys say he is guy. Some guys say he isn't. And yeah. if he says, "I apologize. I'm sorry. I was wrong." I guess I can say this because it's out there for public record. He has even stated it. He even apologized for it again the other day. Uh, one of the guys I really admire and always liked as a person and as a basketball player, Tim Hardaway. Remember what he said about gay yeah, people? Sure. Now, he apologized, said he was wrong. He, he met with the gay community. He apologized it seems like for he it. did the work afterwards. He, he's, he's back um, as he should be. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's once again in the good graces of the NBA. So if you could say, I hate gay people and you could work your way back, Come on, you gotta, it, you gotta, but, but you to gotta forgive people. But to Andy's Who among point, us are, Michael, are sinless? Nobody. But to, right. Mike, to, to Andy's point, maybe me. Tim Hardaway. <laughs> Tim Hardaway did the work, right? Yes. John Gruden just showing up and saying, "Guys, I'm not a bad guy." That's not doing well, the work. What do you want him to do? Fall? I mean, I don't know. Well, how badly does he want to get back right. in? Yeah. That's that's I'm what sure a lot of this is. I'm sure badly. Yeah. Well, but this is football's his you, life. This is what here's he does. The thing. Whether you think, he, however much you think he'd be required to do. Whether you think he should have to or not, if that's the baseline for getting back in, it turns into how badly do you Here, want? This? Here's the other part of it: he's not a good coach, so you're 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 bringing a in a guy. 
He won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. He did. You're right. It, but and he was so George Seifert wasn't a good coach. George Seifert was not the coach that Bill Walsh. No, was. I'm not saying that. But, but, but my but point he is, won two Super Bowls. Did, did George Seifert have any success after all of Bill Walsh's guys cycled out? Well, no. did Bar- was Barry Switzer a good coach? No, no he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point, right? <laughs> he so won a Super Bowl. That he was pretty good the first time through in Oakland, yeah. and then he went to Tampa and did it. And then once Dungy's guys had cycled out. He never had another good season. Full stop. And add in this stuff. He'll he'll coach in college if he wants to. He's not going to. So if a person makes a mistake, you say he should be canceled forever. Or she should be canceled. No, what I'm saying is that John Gruden's combination of that particular mistake Mm -hmm. combined with his mediocrity as a coach combined where it's not worth it. I was going to say, a lot of this comes down to how much do you think John Gruden actually brings to the table to make it worth it? having to deal with the stuff that comes along with bringing him back. All right, here's another one. Sony Michelle signed with the Chargers after being released by the Dolphins. I don't like that because I really wanted the Rams to add him. I, I, uh, I think how, how old is he? Sony Michelle, he's probably roughly 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Emily, can you look up how old Sony Michelle is, please? How many um, carries how many carries is he good for? That's not that's not necessarily the point. The the two guys that the Rams have on their roster in Akers and Henderson mm-hmm. are always hurt. Yeah. They they've had a really hard time staying on the field. Sony Michelle played every game. He was game. good with the Rams. He was yeah. good with the Rams. He was really and, good. and it wasn't like he's getting 100 yards a game and carrying it 30 times to your point, Michael. He picked up the blocks he was supposed to block. He caught the passes that he was supposed to catch, and he'd get you three yards of carry. He did exactly what they needed it's him to do. It's easy to always believe. It's only 27. Well, it's easy I don't believe yeah. Chargers yeah. are going to charge her because they find the most spectacular ways to you know snatch victory from the jaws of defeat or the, defeat the, from the jaws of victory. The, the Chargers found a way to not go to the playoffs when all you had to do was do nothing. Right. <laughs> hey, before I get out of here, because the crosstalk's coming in with the other two guys. I forget their names. Uh, what's the Serena thing you were talking about? I, you heard oh, it. Oh, it, oh, it was yeah, the one okay. about the Pujols yeah. home run on the same day yeah. and the three sons of the three yeah. major leaguers. She's playing tonight. She's playing the number two seed. I would be shocked if she wins tonight. Because this girl she's playing is really good. Sure. And, and Serena, that's why she's number two. Serena is past her prime. It's the well, best well, place, But But... Weird stuff happens. Yeah, I think right. Weird, Could she go weird, on? You remember Jimmy Connors in 1991? Course. How old were you in 1991? 1991, I was 21 years old. So you remember Jimmy Connors, that last one he went oh, on sure. his 39 years of age? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know who he got the, the, the big match where he threw in all the – that was against Patrick McEnroe, who was – that was like his best that's right. chance to go make some noise, yeah. and he knocked out uh, the other McEnroe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe Serena can go on one last run. I, I hope so. I hope she could at least last until the second week. Give me a little Dodger flavor to Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. The, uh, the only World Series that, other than the Little League World Series. <laughs> they um, they already had Will Smith. They already had Mookie. Trey Turner is going to join Team wow. USA as well. Do they get paid for that? I don't know. I would assume they get some. Is that, is that a big deal to baseball fans like you? No. Why? Be, be, simply put, because none of those guys are at their best in that environment. It's spring training time. They're just, it's not, there's no good place to put this thing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put it after because guys play but a whole But isn't that like winning a World Cup in basketball or in soccer? Not in soccer because the, the best soccer tournament is the yeah, World Cup. Right. Right. The basketball, the best tournament is the NBA Finals. But the World Cup is a big deal. It is a big deal. No, big no deal. that's what I'm saying. Soccer is the answer to that Actually, question. The but World... winning the FIBA championship is yeah. not as prestigious as winning the yeah. NBA championship. The World Cup in basketball is actually bigger and harder to win than the Olympic Games because you have way more teams involved. I would I'm just excited the idea that the world will be exposed to the Trey Turner slide. <laughs> that is the, that slide is one it's of the a most, work of art. It's one of the most hypnotic, aesthetically pleasing things I've ever seen. Ah, give me the Pete Rose slide. No. No. <laughs> At first, baby. <laughs> I mean, Michael... The, the, you're a Pete Rose guy. It's the least surprising thing I've ever heard. What? Who's <laughs> like Pete Rose? Me. Why? Oh, come on. <laughs> the stuff that Trey Turner's slide, that, that's like Buster Keaton style, like <laughs> physical, not even physical comedy, because it's yeah. beautiful. It's amazing. Oh, like yeah, it. There's bass. It's poetry. There's bass. Is he coming in? Are you sticking around for crosstalk? No, no, there'll be too many people in here. i got to get if out of here. Cal- I know my place. <laughs> if your Callaway guy has Besides, any- Mace doesn't like to share the mic with anybody, in case you haven't noticed. I sharing the mic I'll get out of him. I'll get out of him, Mace, in a second. You, Michael, real you quick. You stay as long as you want. Before you leave, if your Callaway guy has any drivers laying around, you know where to find Okay, me. yeah. I'll, I'll ask him. No, no. Do I'm, you need like a, do you need, you're 6'5", so you need oversized or just regular size? Uh, I'm, I'm re- regular. By the way, five. talking about golf, I'm glad you're here for a second before I get out of here. 
If you're Steve Scheffler, how do you sleep at night? Scotty Scheffler. Scotty, whatever. Yeah. Steve Scheffler was a basketball. He, didn't he blow like $11 million because he couldn't hang on to a six-stroke lead yes. on Sunday? Yes. Are you he, kidding me? It was not a good day for old Scotty. $18 million. Scotty spent some money on Sunday afternoon. Even though he ended a up a six and a half. Yeah, well, still. No, he's not going to be on, he's not on you know, ramen for the next six months. I know. But, uh, By the way, how, Mr. Golf, how do you feel about uh, PGA Tour players ripping on live players because they want to go make some money? I just want to see where, if I just need Tiger back. The rest of these guys bore me Tiger's tears. Done. I know. What do you want Tiger back? It's like saying you want Serena it, back. I, that would be nice, too. You want Albert Pujols to steal 100 no. bases a year, too? These guys arguing over which vanilla, uninteresting, bland tour they're going to play doesn't interest yeah. me at all I, on either side. I don't understand why PGA guys are ripping live guys who want to go make some money. Because it's, it's uncompetitive. That's why. So it's, it's not a competitive environment. That, that's their. Obje- I'm telling you, their objection to it is, we're competing for prizes here. You're just getting them because you showed up. <laughs> right, exactly. That's their objection. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Well, then <laughs> nothing if you don't want to compete. If, if for you it. were on the tour, you were making say four million bucks a year because you're a good golfer, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a live comes to you and say, Travis, we'll give you fifty million a year. What if you I'm forty something years old, I'm taking the fifty. No, you're twenty five. Then I'm staying there because those 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 are the tournaments that matter against the best players in the world. Mm, Fifty million, and I'll get my fifty down the road. <laughs> as long as Norm is if you still won the, if you won the Masters or something. Let's do a little super cross talk, Flash. So I don't know if you got a chance to hear uh, Andy and I earlier today talking about our new nickname for Dave Roberts. No, oh, no, what is it, Dude Perfect? Yeah, because no question. they're just doing trick shots to win games. It should be Dave now. Perfect. It's like Dave, Dave Perfect. Dave is Perfect. Better. I like, it's like that. Perfect they're is toying better. with the rest of the league at this the point. The Mets were so fired up for last night. The fans are peaking. I've Everybody's got my fired tuba up. ready to go for Edwin Diaz. <laughs> exactly. The trumpets Tommy are lined tuba. up. Uh, tru- tuba. Yeah. Trumpet. Trumpets. Oh, trumpet. Tuba is the one. Tuba, the trumpet. Ohio State marching I know it was, band. I know it was brass. <laughs> um, they've got... Hector, excuse me, Heath Hembry and Jake Reed leading the charge. Yeah. I was like, what are, Did what you watch all here? the Jake Reed stuff afterwards? I did. I felt uh, it was, it was such nice a nice see. guy. It was. Yeah. It he, was. He was choked up. Yep. Got his first career save. And when Kirsten Watson was interviewing him after the game, you could tell he was barely keeping it together. And by the way, that guy had a 14 ERA when he pitched for the Mets this year. The guy that put on a Dodger uniform and it all works out. <laughs> what in the world? Have you guys ever seen anything like that no. before where just merely yes. being in the presence the of the 2001 others. Seattle Mariners, they won 116 games and then laid an egg That's not what I was in the at. postseason. I, no, I, I understand that the egg is still out there. It's yes. certainly possible. What I'm talking about, John, is this. You just put on our uniform. You are around our coaching staff. You are playing in our ballpark. Yep. And you are the best version of yourself instantly. Well, that, Trace is the best example of that. Yeah, he's, Trace he's, has he's been a, great. Chris Taylor is an example of that. Justin he's really Turner, struggling. Justin Turner is an example of that. You look at Evan Phillips is an example oh, of that. Evan Blake Phillips, Trinan yeah. is an example of that. Max Muncie is yep. an there. It's not one or two. There's there's a half a dozen or more. that They just show up and like, oh, I'll just make the all-star team every Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's sort of combined. Of, it's it's three sort of categories. There's the the guys that we developed. There's the guys that those kind of four A guys that we've discovered, whether that be Chris uh, Taylor's Max Muncy, Chris that. Taylor, those guys, and then they're the big money guys, uh, the the gigantic pieces like Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. But it's that combination and it's that culture that is the reason why they're so good. They don't miss. I mean, you guys. Tonight there can only go one way where I think there's meaning. If the Dodgers knock. Oh, Jacob yeah. DeGrom around today. It's like that. There's a statement there. But if DeGrom goes out there and locks him up, the, the Mets win the game seven to one. It's like, whatever. Yeah, I, I, mean, think, I think at this point, all the Dodgers are focused on is getting everybody right for the postseason. It's different from last year when you tried to play through the tape and win the division. Instead, this year, you've got whatever, a 20 game lead. Uh, you, you, you can mess around. You got room to mess around. And by the way, I think, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I've been saying all along, Kimbrell, Kimbrell, Kimbrell. It's over. Clearly. It's over. Clear. Um, he might not even make he's not, He shouldn't be on the postseason yeah. roster because I, I think he's either a closer or a bust, and it's bust. Yeah. It, it, why are you all SC'd up today? Because uh, we're getting ready. Saturday. Getting, getting yeah, Saturday. On a Wednesday. Ready. You got the hat. You got the Ren Spooner. You're fully no, yeah. Should you be wearing your game day wardrobe this close to the game? Are you going to have an opportunity to wash it again? I, I wanted to be able to show <laughs> Has he off. watched anything in the last year? <laughs> I want to be able to show off yeah, my but game day I would wardrobe. argue in that heat, given the sweat that's coming and the body odor that accompanies, oh, you want to at least start out fresh. Out now, there. we're going to be... 
In the sun, too. Because the USC... Well, no, somebody... Do you have seats for SC? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Somebody, Where are they? Uh, well, no, I'm I'm week by week. Okay. I'm on a week by week basis. Okay, because... You uh, want to be on the, what would that be, the north side of the stadium? Nine people tell me it doesn't matter he's where not, you are. He's, he's behind the SC bench. I'm you want to be behind the, the visitor's bench. Right, right. But I was told yeah. also you can't really hide from it. You can't hide from it. <laughs> that The sun is the sun. I know when we were at, at uh, the Coliseum and we were doing Rams games, yeah. or we're at Rams games, the sun was at our back, and that was the visitor's sideline, so I may have gone wrong. But I wanted to be on the USC side. We're really close to the student section, which will be fun, fun and rowdy and all that kind of stuff. John, are you a uh, red spooner and hat kind of guy? No, I've never seen Mason look older than he does today. (laughs) What did Bergman write about him? Bergman, what did you? I, did, uh, I don't know. What did you write about Mason? I said you're officially every 65 year old dad supporting their kid at the college. <laughs> oh, screw you! <laughs> it, it, it is a very eat dinner at 4:30. Yeah, it is. Oh. Wait, wait, let's not throw shade. I grew at up. 4:30 I grew up dinner. in Newport Beach. A lot of people dressed exactly <laughs> oh, yeah. like Mason oh, yeah. today. You need They're like just the, all 30 years old. You need the Cardinal Sands about slacks to go with yeah. that, yeah. and you'll be. Yeah. You'll, you'll fit right I love. In. I love. I love my new gear. <laughs> love my new gear. What do you? Where do you stand on a 4:30 dinner? Uh, as long as he can eat in bed, I think he's good. <laughs> if I, if I am eating with mom and not stepdad Leo, yeah. chances are it is dinner hour. That but uh, otherwise, otherwise I'm I eat in a normal time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to the bargain buffet. Get it, Denny's the early bird special. Yeah, right? When do, when does hometown get wild? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hometown buffet. When have they, you ever been to one? I've never been to they one. They are actually. so good. They're, it's actually. I actually did. Didn't they get? Did they go away? After the pandemic, I think I, the pandemic killed them. I know the you, pandemic oh, killed soup plantation. Soup yeah. plantation went yeah. away. But I, I was at a buffet at the Mission Inn in Riverside a few weeks back, and they're still doing buffets. The buffet did not die the way we thought it was going to die. I'm okay with the buffet. Neither is the handshake. Yeah. Nothing really fundamentally changed after that two and a half years. We're, We're back. back. It's We're back to normal. We're doing whatever we want. It was great. Like Michael- I still try and avoid handshakes. Do you really? Do you? Fist. I always put the b- yeah. fist well, bump fist out bump. first. But if somebody comes out and has their yeah, hand then up, I then, you, then I do it. But I, I normally, if I sense it is a situation where a handshake may be coming, I try and do a preemptive fist, fist bump. <laughs> yes, or, absolutely. Or, as Michael and I tried to adopt, it didn't catch on, the bow. <laughs> the bow. Did you see this? I this my my cutout is me starting a bow. Uh, I didn't notice until you pointed it out. But yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like come on. Why are your cutouts in here? We um, we don't know the the. We're obviously very big stars. Yeah, clearly. No, I know they took saying. the Riverside Police Department was here yesterday, and they took all the the Laker cutouts and oh, brought them okay. in there. So maybe these were just the two these that were, were the laying around somewhere. Mace, when was the last time you had that suit on that wasn't that photo shoot? Well, I tell you, I look fat in that. You you, uh, you do look that and you look serious. Yeah, I look yeah, serious. You look and serious. I, look fat. Uh, I don't think fat so much. Serious for sure. I've worn a suit and no, no, I wore a suit to somebody's wedding uh, in Puerto Rico last year. All right. Uh, so I so I did wear a suit then, but I, I go out of my way to not wear a suit, and I never wear a tie. Did Did anyone here go to Carlo's wedding? Funch, did you go? Bergman, you went, right? Funch yep. did. Yeah, did Bob everybody did. wear suits? Yes. It was a middle-of-the-day wedding, right? No tie for me, but, Seven and no tie meal. for Funch. Seven-course meal. Did Seven anyone courses. Did anyone wear a tie other than like the groomsmen and the, and the groom? Uh, Morales is wearing a tie, but that's what Morales he does. Always, he yeah. wears ties. Yeah. Ties are kind of out. Right, you don't, yeah, ties you, don't, you don't see a lot of ties. I don't own one. Do you wear a tie when you do the Laker games? I did for years, and then when the pandemic hit, and we were just walking over there, I I graduated to two things I don't wear anymore: don't wear ties, and I don't wear dress shoes. I wear dress sneakers, yeah. which have become kind of a thing. It's not a bad so, way to but go. I still wear suits. It's not a bad way to go. Hit those guys with that trade that you were talking about earlier. Okay, there was a report from Hoops Hype, Michael Scotto, really good NBA and, report. And uh, Johan Bubo. Yo- Yo- Bubo was in this too. <laughs> Johan Bubo. But that's Bobo, which By we're going to talk I about in a second. I screw up his name every single time. Buha. Yeah, Buha. Buha. That, you know, there were early talks between the Lakers and the Pacers. We all know there are these rumored deals with Russell Westbrook, maybe the first, the two picks, 27, 2029, going to Indiana for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. There were, uh, Scotto was reporting that initially, the Pacers wanted THT included. Yeah. THT obviously went to Utah for Patrick Beverly, but also they wanted the Lakers to take on Daniel Tice. They wanted them to take back Daniel Tice. He's owed like two years, 18. Yeah, something like that. Lakers said no. 
They were do smart they, to Did say they no. still get healed and Turner? Yes. Yes. And they were adding Heel, Tice. Turner and Tice. And Tice Tate. isn't terrible, by the way. No, he's but, not terrible. And but, it's not a it's a manageable contract. Right. Two years eighteen. Right. But he would have been counting A D their fifth center, and you would be losing THT, which means no Patrick Beverly. This would be the all of your assets in one move. They were right to turn that down. This is the way you get rid of Russell Westbrook, though. You but don't have it, another. Yeah, that can't that be your, your, your principal operating oh, order. Why right? not? I think because it should what be. does it accomplish? It uh, Well, l- let me flip the question on you. If Russ is on the team when the season starts, how's your season going? Not very good. But that, but my point is, I think even if you flip him, they're they're better under this scenario, right? Yeah. I don't think there's any question that they're better. But how much better? They're they're they go from a seven eight nine to a five six seven. That, that that's what it feels like. It feels like you've gotten better, but you haven't fixed what the problem is, which is how do we get back into a championship caliber? This is a, a move around the edge. So this it kind of comes down. So it comes down to Heald and Turner, or Patrick Beverly. That's that's sort of. What I don't want to get Westbrook well, out just to get Westbrook out. Well, the way I look I at it is, you know, this for thing, what though, Mace? For I really just don't to get clear it. the space. Yeah, and, I don't, and Travis. I don't think uh, is, is, since Michael's here, fit. I'll say something. He said, to me, it's, "You're not playing with enough of that e word, urgency." <laughs> uh, I'm thinking you, like energetic. Yeah, no, <laughs> energy. That's what I was too. Energy, energetic, urgency. The Here's the thing. You got LeBron for two years. Probably that's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might get him for a third. And if you're waving the white flag saying, eh, it's not that bad. We can go back through what we did last year again. I don't get it. Well, I, I don't get why you would want to go back to what you did last year. there's a couple things, though. First of I all. I don't, but I don't want to have what we had last year for three more years, four more years, five more years. And the more you money, you know, money assets, as Andy says, that you don't have to fix it ultimately the longer you're nowhere. You can only trade the assets once. Correct. And the Lakers are in a position because they have so few assets because they've given up so many along the way, not just in the Westbrook deal, but other ones as well. Westbrook and AD pretty much wiped them out. They they have to be very particular with how they go about doing this. Now, if you think you're going to be competitive enough with Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, where say you're like a fifth seed, where a couple breaks go your way, you can maybe get yourself in that mix or you feel like you've got a higher ceiling, Right. then okay, make that deal. If you are okay with that as the potential ceiling of your team. I think if your goal is championship or bust, I don't think there's a move they can make. But I don't think that should be the realistic goal. But certainly the 27 and 29 picks should not be the reason why they don't make a deal. I mean, honestly, if you think about how far that is into the future, Rob Rob Palenka will likely not be the general manager in 2027. That's fine, but but that's a Rob Palenka problem. That shouldn't be a Jeannie Buss problem. Like, Rob Palenka's future with this team is not Jeannie Buss's problem. So she has to be thinking about this beyond just Rob Palenka's job security. Like, because she has to sign off on whatever they do. But they're they got to be in all-in mode right now. It's all They already went all-in. In. They already went all-in with Russ. Well, uh, honestly, that's, that's a that's a better that's a better team with Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. If, better, that, trade, but it's if not, that trade was out there, you so Travis, I'm surprised you. So you admit it's better. You you admit that you're either getting better or getting worse. So mm-hmm. you admit this makes them better, but you don't want to do it because it's it doesn't make them better enough. That's no. a that's a backwards way of thinking. You you've got I don't LeBron. Think it is. It's is there a you still want to trade LeBron, right? I don't want to trade LeBron, but I don't want to do everything that could potentially be detrimental two years from now, four years from now, because you're trying to shoehorn one last shot at LeBron in here. It, I, I just but don't. Why think, not shoehorn because one you're not last getting it? I there, you're don't not, There's no I don't difference agree. between I, I, eighth I place think if LeBron and, fifth and AD are healthy all of a sudden. I think we're going to be in great shape. Ugh. I don't think. I don't think this is a washed season the way you do. No. Yeah, either do I. I. I with they basically won the title with LeBron, AD, and a bunch of guys. All right. That's what they have now. Yeah, Those, but you see, the, that attitude, three though, years just ago, a bunch of guys, is in part what led them to where they are now. They have was, the right mix of guys it was a around while LeBron ago, and AD. In 2020. And, yeah. and, and LeBron and AD had outlier health seasons. It, and Right. The, well, in a short season, well, too. Not only that. And time off. Not yeah. only that's it. And time that's off. the part. The whole, they, they won a championship. I get it that they did, and I'm not saying it's not a real one. The, the circumstances leading to that 
were incredibly favorable to the Lakers. The, the two guys that you have to have the most healthy got a two-month break right before you had to hit the gas. That since then, when you've had to play a more traditional schedule, neither one of those guys have been able to stay as healthy as you would like. This is going to be another. And there were a bunch schedule. of guys too, like maybe it was all role players with Kuzma and KCP, Danny Green, Caruso, JaVale McGee. Right, right. But they were role players that fit to build an identity. You know, they were role players that you could create a defensive identity. Then you threw a bunch of guys together last year. Have, didn't work. I'm right. going to change the subject here real quick. Have either of you guys ever seen Andy's dog in person by chance? No. No. Okay. No. So I've not is, had the pleasure. This is Bobo. This is Andy's dog. Okay. Okay. What, kind of, what kind of dog is that, He's Andy? some type of pit mix. He's about okay. 80 pounds. Okay. okay. Get a good look at Bobo. Yeah. Andy, would you like to take it from here? Okay. <laughs> when Whenever my wife or I are walking the dog, the dog gets stopped all the time by strangers, and they always use the same word to describe him, which is handsome. handsome. It's always handsome. Yeah. So we've become like very proud parents. It's not just us. Everybody thinks our dog's handsome. We are trying to come up with the human handsome equivalent of our dog. And my wife, and I think she nailed this, landed on James Garner. I think he reminds me of James Garner. James Garner look like James Garner. You know what? <laughs> yes. That's the right you. answer. It actually kind of with Andy here. <laughs> it actually, you a know what? Right, I expect on. the Rockford Files theme to start playing. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll show on. you another pick too, because my wife got upset. She didn't think that was a good enough picture. Right. By the way, I have a great James Hold Garner on. story. Hold on. James you're, Garner. You're, you're telling me that that dog doesn't look like no? James it's Garner. good. It's All good. Right. So I've become friends with Kevin Conley, the guy who played uh, Eon Entourage, sure. the actor, and he was in the Notebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, he had a yeah. small role in The Notebook. Oh, people cry at the end so of that movie. So he became pretty good friends with Ryan Gosling. They hung out a lot together on that movie. And you remember, if you remember The Notebook, James Garner and Jenna, Jenna Rollins yeah. play an older version of Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. And, Rachel McAdams, okay? and so early in the movie, uh, Gosling realizes that they said, hey, you've got to wear blue contacts because Garner has blue eyes and Gosling has brown eyes. And he said, oh, he goes, well, I'm in like a 100 scenes and James Garner's in like five. Why don't we have James Garner wear the brown because he's in five scenes and I'm, you know, I don't have to do this every day. And the director says, yeah. Why don't you go ask James Garner? <laughs> so Gosling, Gosling does. He walks over and he goes, hey, man, it's a pleasure to meet you. I mean, I know you're an acting legend. And he, and he pitches his idea. You know, it would make it a lot easier on me if I didn't have to put these blue contacts in every single day. I got like, you know, I got like four months of shooting. And Garner looks at him and goes, kid. Everybody knows Garner has blue eyes. And he walks out. <laughs> That's awesome. That and Gosling had to wear the answer. contacts. By the way, Jen, Jenna Rollins, pop culture. Yeah. Culture pop podcast. Yeah, culture pop podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Rockford Files. There's Absolutely. Files. His yeah. little gold firebird that yeah. he used to cruise around in. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, our, my, sure. our dog is James Garner. James Garner. James Garner of the dog <laughs> name. I like it. Named Bobo. Mason Bobo. and Ireland is next. Super Crosstalks brought to you by Coors Light. Keeping Southern California chill all season long.